understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Stranded Phase podcast. We are back. It's your girl, Jessica Hurley, and I have another like truly incredible guest, guys. I'm not kidding here. I am so excited about this. The author of Digital Millionaire, founder of GetClients.com, and the new founder of HowToThink.com. And so there's a ton of other things I could talk about, but he has taught me so much through this book, times that I've seen you speak in person, and just like your marketing content in your marketing genius. So I want to welcome to the show, Mr. Dan Henry. Thank you. How you doing? I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm but just... by the way, it's Digital Millionaire Secrets in case Ooh, they lo- look for the bad. book on Amazon. <laughs> my bad. Digital Millionaire Secrets. And you could literally Jeez. read this in a day. And it is game changing. Game changing. Thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words. I do. Yes. So um, one of the first times I got a chance to see you speak in person was Funnel Hacking 2020 in Tennessee. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Incredible. Um But where I want to start is like, (laughs) there's so many places where I really want to start with you is like, you really simplify people turning their expertise into a fortune online. Like you really simplify it. Like you, you really dumb it down for dummies. Some of the things that I found to be the hardest things in the online marketing space, you made way to really make them simple. And what is it that you think people make so difficult about marketing their expertise online? Well, I think I'm just a dummy and I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to complicate it. So <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up in a small Florida town. Um, I, I was supposed to be your waiter at Denny's, you know, I wasn't supposed to make it. So, uh, you I know just, how hard it is to believe that about you. I, I, I delivered pizza for seven years. I mean, I, I, I could literally, I can still tell you my, I have a book still of customers that don't tip 
that I would, <laughs> if I saw their ticket come up, I'd go hide in the bathroom and uh, let somebody else take the delivery. And then I'd come back out because I knew they didn't tip and they were like at the edge of the delivery zone. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was me. I grew up in a uh, rural town in Florida, um, 2 a 2, 3 a.m. Hanging out at Denny's with my friends, smoking pot, being degenerates, not supposed to be a millionaire let alone multi-millionaire best-selling up none of that um and so when i started learning this stuff i was just like you know th this seems really complicated so i know i'm not going to do it unless i dumb it down otherwise i'm not going to do it so when i did that it worked for me because you know i would notice people would they'd overcomplicate all oh this they'd make God. it so complicated and I like, especially with things like, like we were, we were chatting earlier about like branding, like people will spend a year figuring out their branding. And I'm like, I'm just going to put together a, a offer that makes sense. And the page you buy when you go to the page and I don't know, that's it. Like, you know, and I just, uh, uh, just really simplified it. And then when I started te you know, after I made, I don't know, like eight to 10 million doing it, I switched to teaching other people how to. Uh, sell their advice because I, I didn't start there. You know, I started selling like uh, agency services and ah. I started teaching things like um, Facebook advertising. And then yes. eventually I, I switched over to teaching people how to sell their advice. And then I realized that it's a lot easier to sell your advice for like 5,000 or 10,000 versus 500 or 1,000, like way easier. And so I started teaching that. Pause. Because people do not understand that. And that's not necessarily that you jump out the gate and you charge five to $10,000, but you really don't believe in low ticket offers. Well, I think you can jump out of the gate and charge five or 10,000. Uh, why, why wouldn't you? Do you know how hard it is for people to believe that their service or their, their product, product service content is that valuable? Yeah, I do. And <laughs> I mean, I, I understand, but here's the thing. If you don't know your value, how can you expect your customers to know your value? Because you always quote Myron Goldman where he says you can't be the cheapest and the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has got a great quote on that. If, if you're the best, nobody expects you to be the cheapest. And if you're the cheapest, nobody expects you to be the best. But see, here's the other thing. You know, a lot of times, so this is honestly what I did. Like, imagine you say, okay, wait here, here's two paths you can go. I'm yeah. going to charge $500 because I don't think I'm worth a lot. And then I'm going to get all these crappy customers because I'm sorry, people that pay $500, they don't take anything seriously i talk about that all the time so you're basically like kind of like tr i mean i hate to say it, but you're going to the bad part of town trying to sell stuff you're going to be dealing with people that you deal with in the bad part of town people that don't th take things seriously people that refund people that that they, they don't believe in themselves enough to pay a premium so they're just difficult to work with they're difficult to sell to all around difficult um or you can charge five thousand 10,000, whatever, and you can deal with people who actually give enough of a crap about themselves that they're willing to invest in themselves. But on, on the subject of not charging a lot when you start out, instead of charging less, just be involved more. So for instance, if you start out, you can still charge- Did y'all hear that? Yeah, so, so you charge five or 10,000 and you started out as a done for you offer or a done with you offer. And then you slowly back away to coach, course, mastermind, whatever, but you maintain the same price or even make it go up. Because see, in the beginning, if you do it with them, you, you you're, you're sure that you're gonna get the result because you're high touch point, okay? Then you get the testimonials. Then you get better at teaching what you teach 
your community is inspired more by the results. Then as you start backing away, people get the same results as if you were working with them, but they get it without you being so close because you've refined it. You've really dove in and learned and what works. And you have results. And you have results. Guaranteed results because you did it with them. Right. And, and honestly, if you say like well, one of the number one things that will get your students results or your clients results is seeing is them seeing other clients get results because people have a massive problem with belief in themselves and and they have a massive problem with understanding that this can work. Like I I got a Vox the other day from um, one of my clients and this guy for months was just like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, like, I don't think this is working, da, 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 da. And he would fall off the wagon. And then he got his first $3,000 sale for doing a nutrition plan. And all of a sudden his whole thing turned around and now he's out there and now he's got like three, four, five more sales within a couple of weeks because now he's like, oh, I got that first sale. The efforts are worth it. I'm going to put more into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the thing is, is that people just night, like, look, Tom Brady mm-hmm. said, the game of football is 90% mental. Yes. Who, who's the greatest golfer of all time? Tiger Woods. He said golf is 90% mental. Who's the greatest uh, basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Some would disagree, but Michael Jordan. It's, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, and, and he said the game of basketball is 90% mental. Yep. So like, what makes you think the game of business is not 90% mental? Mm. And even Oprah said that. Oprah said the, the business is 90% mental. But yet internet marketers and... Tell me the secret. What's the strategy? We're we're this special group where it's not 90% (laughs) mental because, you know, and then we get our feelings involved and we're like, well, I just don't want to feel like, like the the one I get is like, I just, I don't want to get on a sales call because I feel, I just don't, I feel icky. Okay, well then go work at McDonald's. (laughs) Like, what do you want? Like, you're, you, you know, what do you mean? Like, that's like being a fireman and saying, I don't like fire. Like, then don't be a fireman. Go, leave, get out of the way. Okay. Like, if you get a five or $10,000 sale when you get on the phone and you get a yes, get on the phone. Shut up. Stop complaining. Get on the phone. Like, just deal with it. I said it. Oh my gosh, I said it. You want to be a millionaire? You might have to deal with some things that are not ideal that might upset your delicate little constitution. Like, just do it, man. And uh, the definition of an entrepreneur is somebody who's willing to solve problems nobody else is. So if that isn't you, get out of the way. That's all I can say about that. This is why (laughs) I love this man's content. (laughs) I'm just saying. But what I love is like the more... um, larger entrepreneurs that I follow that are in the multi-millions. I keep hearing the same message across the board and I particularly want women to hear this when we say this. It's like, stop trying to save people. Oh yeah, you can't. You can only lead them, you can't save them. Like if somebody doesn't wanna do it but they want the outcome but they don't wanna do the work, let them go. These are the people that wanna pay you $97, $500. Like they, they are looking to pay you to change their life. Right. They don't actually wanna do the work to change their life. Well, if I ever t- talk to you about the, uh, the entrepreneurial toxicity spectrum. Please. So, okay, this is the spectrum, right? Grace us with this. So he- here, here's the spectrum of, of toxicity in entrepreneurship. Now in the middle, it's completely healthy. In the, the middle is completely healthy, no, no toxicity. On one end, you have people that only do it for the money. So those people have, they don't, they're not successful because all they care about is money. So they don't want to create a great product. They don't want to help people. They don't want to serve a community. No impact. No impact. 
Yep. Right. So now they're not going to go through the trials and tribulations because they only care about the money. If they find a different, a better way to make money, they just jump to that. This is all these niche jumpers right now. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve my comments. I don't Airbnb, know. Turo, yeah. real estate. <laughs> so, so that's one. And then on the other end, you have the people that are pure impact. I don't. Oh no! I just want to. I want to help people. That's just as toxic. Because guess what? If your company produces no profit and you can't pay your employees and you don't have a firm padding of profit, then you, you're not going to be able to do anything for very long anyway. Like that's the thing when you, when you buy a house and you flip a house, right? What's the object to buy low and sell? Hi. Okay. When you, uh, trade stocks, buy low and sell. Hi. Okay. When you own a company, you buy labor low and you sell it. Hi. Okay. So this whole concept that, oh, well we need to pay our people you know, I'm not saying you should underpay people, but I'm also not saying you should overpay Correct. and you shouldn't give away things because now you're putting, what happens when a storm comes or I don't know, a, a pandemic, what happens, <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens now, if you don't have reserves, if you don't have a cushion, your company goes, it, it falls apart. So you, you can't be on either side of the spectrum because if you are, you set yourself up for failure. Healthy is right in the middle. Like, yes, you want to be impactful. You want to help people, but at the same time, you want to get paid to do it. And you want to make sure that you have a healthy, profitable company. So, yo, this is so good. If I hear one more woman ask me about starting a nonprofit, like, do not let that shit come out of your mouth again until you are profitable. Because my question is always like, well, what's going on with your business? Well, I'm working through it, but I want to make sure I develop the nonprofit. Why? Why? Well, I really got into this for impact. Fabulous. Impact some people and get them to pay you. And then when they right. pay you, take the money, the access, the overflow. Sure. Put it into something that has truer impact for you. Make money first. Like that's, I totally understand well, well, what you're saying. Say <laughs> entrepreneurs, like it's like they forgot what the word philanthropist means. Like you're either an entrepreneur or you're a fucking th th philanthropist. Like pick one. Like don't say I'm an entrepreneur, but you're like, I want to start a charity. That's Okay, great. I, I applaud you. But that's like saying I'm a cop. I want to put out fires. <laughs> You're a cop. You're not a fireman. So why don't you go do cop stuff and you let the fireman do fireman stuff? Like that's what it is, you know? Yes, or so, donate to a well thought out yeah, charity. Make a bunch of money with your with your company and then either start your own. Like I'll give you an example. I'm 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 gonna start one because I just found out recently in the past year that if I send if I hire if I communicate, if I hire a translator and a point of contact in Africa and I communicate with contractors there, I can build a well that will uh, bring clean water to 5,000 people for three grand. What? Yes, because you know why? Is this like the clean water project? No, thing? it's called charities suck because they pocket all the fucking money. <laughs> I worked for a nonprofit yeah. and I literally look at people like, are you nuts? Do right. you know where all that money goes? Yeah, yeah. so, if, so if, you, if, if I were to donate that to a charity, they would get like 500 bucks, not even, they'd get like a hundred dollars and everybody else. So I'm like, all right, so we, I didn't, now I didn't get the 501, whatever deduction. C3. Yeah. I didn't get the deduction, but we built a water. We put my son's name on it, built a, a water well and, 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 and just to try it out, you know, mm -hmm. make sure they didn't run off and build a bar instead. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, anyway, the point is, is that, you know, the, 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 the point of a business is to turn a profit. It's for a PNL to have a profit. It is not for charity. Okay, fireman puts out fires, cops. Wow, isn't it, isn't it amazing? <laughs> I immediately went there. Wow, what does that say about our Says country? Says a lot. Yeah, anyway, they, they get kittens down from trees. Um, <laughs> and block traffic. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and, and all that other stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's, so I, I, I completely agree with you. 
So I, w- I heard what you said, and I completely agree about the low ticket bringing in the I've said it before on this podcast and got chastised for it. Bottom of the barrel, people that are not ready to do the things that they need to do. They're so you got chastised for it. So so what? So then, where are these mystical bottom of the barrel people? Do they not exist? If there's a barrel, there has to be a bottom, right? Ooh, oh, I know. Oh, say something while oh you're my in there. God, <laughs> reality. Oh, I know. They're hollering from the cheap seats. I, I, well, that's the thing. Is like p- people these days. Let me be honest with you. Because this is for entrepreneurs. I'll be honest with you. This whole thing where we take reality and we make it not reality and because it hurts our feelings. So we just pretend that it doesn't exist or that it's not a thing. Like, guess what? That doesn't work in entrepreneurship. Mm -mm. That only works if you sit at home and watch CNN all day and like eat popcorn and go, woohoo. Like that's not reality and you can't use reality to build a company you have to deal with reality you absolutely have to deal with reality so i have a a very realistic question for you yes and i want your honest truth because you have some friends in the circle doing this and this is just where i get stuck with it Mm. so this new popular thing right now that is this challenge funnel have you seen this yeah you know where i'm going with this i think so so i'm mind blown that i'm watching great concept great concept like charge on the front end so that whether you're running ads or your marketing costs a lot of money, I'm going to charge you $97 to teach you for five days so that that way you can take the content and run with it or you're educate or you're excited enough to join the mastermind. But what's happening on the back end is they're selling, people are selling a 20 to $40,000 mastermind on the back end. And I can't stop going to people that you brought in off a $97 ticket. Okay, let me clarify for that because I've I've done several million dollar days doing that exact model. Yes, but here's the thing: there's two two exceptions to low ticket. All right, one of them is this. Let me see. Yep. One of them is a book. If because this is what ten bucks. Yep. This okay. But, you actually gave it to me for free. Qu- well, that's because you're special. <laughs> Quality people read books. Mm, let me say that again for those who are angry with their little pitchforks. <laughs> quality people whether you want to admit it or not read books i've never met a millionaire that doesn't read books i've let a i've met a lot of people that worked at denny's not read books i don't know what to tell you good quality people who care about themselves seek knowledge which is in books so that's number one number two tickets to events because Here's why it is when you charge a low ticket price to solve a problem, that is the problem because you're saying, pay me this low ticket price and I'll solve your problem. No high ticket buyer is going to believe that they're not, they're, they're going to be like, well, that sucks, right? That's, yeah. uh, that's why it's so cheap. However, everyone expects to pay a nominal fee for a book and everyone expects to pay a nominal fee for access to an event, regardless of the quality. So those are two exceptions to low ticket. And a lot of people, they go, well, what about events? And it's like, yeah, but you got to understand you're not paying for the problem to be solved. Like you would in a course or coaching, you're paying for access to an event. It's a ticket, just like you pay for a book. Like it's called using your brain, critical thinking, you know? So I swear to God, I, I feel like everybody took internet marketers and just like hit them in the head. Yeah. Really hard with something. And everybody's just wandering around going, but low ticket, high ticket, books. What about a book, Dan? Like, what were you going to not pay for a book? Like, I mean, I mean, so anyway, um, but here's the thing is, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll drop one nugget on you right now that, that most people don't 
they just don't realize this, is everyone wants to learn the systems before they develop the skills. So when I get on stage for a two-day event or a five-day challenge or whatever, and I speak, the reason I made a million dollars in a day is not because I did a challenge and I downloaded a template. It's because I've been working on my material, just like any good comedian, just like any good whatever, for a long time. It's the same material I talk about in my book. It's the same material I talk about on webinars. It's the same material I might say on a, a sales call. I just apply it to different things. And I, I try to get so good at that that I can do whatever funnel or whatever whatever thing. Because, you know, next week it's going to be something else, right? It's a, this, a mini this, a mini that, a nano this, a challenge, a, a, you know, whatever. And guess what? You're still going to fill whatever that system is with the same skill. But nobody wants to learn or hone the skill. Like I have people say, well, Dan, how do you get so good at storytelling? Okay, well, let me ask you a question. How many movies do you watch? How many documentaries do you watch? No, I don't watch TV because I'm an entrepreneur and that just sounds cool. No, I watch a lot of TV. You know why? Because if you want to get good at storytelling, you have to expose yourself to good storytelling. Excellent. What musician do you know that's really good that doesn't listen to guitar players or that doesn't listen to music? So when you say, well, I'm not good at storytelling, well, how many books do you read? How many poems do you read? How, how many stories do you consume to expose yourself to? Well, none. Well, that's why you suck at storytelling. You don't consume enough stories. You're off there listening to funnel webinars and trying to learn this email sequence instead of just, get, dude, I don't even know, like, it doesn't matter what the email sequence is. I can just tell a good story in the email and it'll work. And that's yeah. the problem is people, they, they don't want to hone their craft. They just want to learn a system and put all, and I get it. It, 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 it makes you feel so much better to put all of the pressure off of yourself to be good at what you do and put it onto someone else when they give you a system so that when it fails, you can blame them. I get it. It's a fantastic coping mechanism and I applaud you for implementing it. But over here on the other side of the pond where we don't use that, i.e. the rich side, uh, the side where we actually grow companies and we actually make money, we don't use that excuse. So you just got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. Are you going to be a hack? I was like, <laughs> we're pretty close to saying something else. <laughs> or are you going to just decide, look, you want to know the secret to success? Get good at the hard way. Because if you get good at the hard way while everybody else is off busy looking for the easy way, you've been busy getting good at the hard way and no one else is willing to do that. And if you're good at the hard way, you have no competition. Shit. God, I love the straightforwardness of this episode. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's not straightforward. I just, I mean... It's just the truth. It is. I know that's something people don't like these days. But. No, they don't. And I like just to go back to what you said earlier is like hearing you say this makes me like I'm just going to say it makes me so fucking proud of myself because three years ago when I started an agency, everybody was like, no, you have to like you need to focus on digital marketing and being a funnel expert and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, why would you do an agency? That's the opposite of freedom and blah, blah, blah. And I went into but one the one reason I did it was because I knew I could do it with them when it came to a podcast. And I was like, one thing I know is podcasting. But if I give you the freedom to do it by yourself, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. So if I do it with you for $500 a month at the time we and I get a couple of these I know I know bear with it was three months it was three just bear with it was three years ago but if I do it with you I can guarantee the success then three years later I have over 
250 podcast launch, tons of success stories, 30% of them have topped the charts. Now I'm charging 10 to 15 grand for me to do it for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That, and it was like, but I had to start. I had to become the expert. I had to do it with them. I had to almost damn near guarantee their success. Mm -hmm. And now I get to qualify people based on where they're at in their level and charge them a shit ton more in my eyes. I'm not charging 55,000 for a mastermind, but we'll get there. So, so <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is, um, here's another reason to always do high ticket or at least have a high ticket. When you get on a plane and there's first class, right? It's the same plane. You get in the same destination, but people will always buy first class because there are always a segment of the market out there that they want the best, no matter what there are now airlines that add, uh, I think it's called ultra first class. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, have you, have you I'm clearly this? not making enough this? money now. <laughs> and, and you can pay for ultra first class. They're like, it's like, is it like the front seat of the front seat? I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if you get a massage or whatever, but it's, 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 it's a new thing. And then, so like, I'll give you an example. I was talking about this earlier. I, I thought to myself one day, all right, let me just throw out a crazy offer. hundred thousand dollars for, um, personal coaching. You get to have dinner with me once per quarter for the year. Right. And I'm thinking nobody's going to buy that. Right. But I announced that three people buy it the first week. Holy There's 300, always 300 grand. There's all not, and not look, I, I can't scale that. I can't have a dinner every night, you know, but I like to have dinner and I like to talk about business. So it's, it's cool. But now the, let me get people to pay me. To right, do it. But the point is, is that there's always people out there and there's a couple other things you get with it that is cool, but there's always people out there. They want the best. They the want best. the best and they will pay for the best. And they, they don't want your shitty $47 product because they're a high ticket buyer and high ticket. This is the other thing. High ticket buyers do not want 997 products. No. If you have one, they think they're, that you're not a fit automatically. So when people say, well, I can't get people to buy my $500 course. What makes you think you're going to buy 5,000? Well, that's because people who buy $5,000 courses don't buy $500 courses or coaching or whatever. They, so by you offering that immediately, dude, that's like saying I have three Rolexes and expecting me to, I don't have one, but it, 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 that's like saying I have three Rolexes uh, and, and you expect me to walk into a, a pawn shop and buy a Casio watch that next week. No, people who buy Rolexes, they don't buy cheap watches. They buy Rolexes, they buy Breitlings. People who buy nice cars, they don't go out the next day and buy a Ford Taurus. They just don't do that, Right. So what makes you think that that logic has any validity whatsoever? It's not that people won't pay you 500. So why will they pay you 5,000? It's that they're different people and you have to go after those people and those people speak a different language. And if you speak in their language and they're also easier to sell. They're so much easier when, to sell. Ima imagine buy here, pay here car lot, $2,000 car. How much negotiation goes into buying that car? Probably a shit ton. Okay. Lamborghini dealership. How much negotiation goes into buying None. It? None. I already know you, I can afford it when you I go get in, there. You go in, you pick the fucking Lamborghini, you pay, pay for it, you drive the fuck off. That's yeah. it. Done. Okay. That's the thing people don't realize. You know? And and I didn't realize it until I met a good friend of mine, Alex Harmozy. Oh, that book is so good. Yeah. So so I met him <laughs> backstage. He's amazing. I met him backstage and he was only doing 50 million a year at that point. Now he's doing something disgusting. Like yeah. 200 million. And so, so he says to me, we were comparing notes on advertising and I'm like, he's like, well, what kind of ROAS are you getting? You know, return on ad spend. And I'm like, Oh, you know, we're doing really good. We're getting like four to five X. 
And he's like, oh, cool, I'm getting 30X. And I'm like, how the hell are you getting 30X? And I'm like, I'm talking all this tech stuff. He's like, oh, I don't even really know how to run Facebook ads. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to run Facebook ads? He's like, yeah, I don't really know. I, I mean, I kind of just, whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, how much is your product? And I was like, 997. And he's like, oh, well, my cheapest product is 16 grand. So I don't care how much I spend on ads. And like at that, that moment, my brain went, right. And I just, I, it made so much sense to me that I, 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 I took the, what would have been the year of him and Han going, you might, can I really do it? And I just skipped that and I immediately did it. And now we, you know, I was able to scale to a million dollar months with a fraction of the customers, give them a better experience that give them a higher return. And we went from having like 2000 support tickets a month to having like seven. I'm not joking. Cause high ticket people, they, they're, they also, they're not that clingy. <laughs> they're, like people who buy 47, 997 products, they're stage five clingers. Yes. They are like that crazy ex-girlfriend who's like blowing your phone up 17 times because you didn't answer in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> That's 997 people. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, or ex-boyfriend. Don't, don't hang me. There's crazy guys too. Okay. Hold on. I want to <laughs> dive into this for a second because I, you explained this very well, but I feel like somebody asked this question. This is what they heard in that conversation. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that are probably listening to this right now that follow me that um, probably sell somewhere, anything between 500 and 997. And they're saying, okay, Dan, I hear you. So I have thought about selling my product for 5,000, 6,000, 10,000, mm -hmm. but I, and I, maybe I even know the language that I need to change to, but I've heard a lot of people complain about the transition time that their existing audience would flip the fuck out about the changing those prices and how do they go find or attract the people that will make this, that will be willing to pay this money. Well, first of all, why, why are you worried about if your existing audience will flip out? You can't control what people do. You can only control your reaction to it. So what if they balls to the wall? I'm taking my $997 product and making it $6,000 and crickets. So I can't, this is nice, but I can't afford it. I love you. I love your stuff. Can't afford it. Well, you, it's the thing. You only need a tiny fraction to afford it. Yeah. You need like two. Right. And it's, <laughs> and it's not about everybody can afford it. Believe it or not. If you, you know why? Black Friday, the same people who complain they don't have any money. They spend, spend it all on Black Friday. So Black. I don't want to hear that. I don't have the money shit. If you don't believe your customers have the money, then how do you expect to, to get them to believe they have the money? If you can't believe and the same thing, like if you're not a high ticket buyer and you, Facts, you can't sell, high you ticket. can't sell high ticket because yep. you're not resourceful. You, you in, in, in high school, if you were a, a goth kid, you hung out with other goth kids. Um, you, you spent a lot of money on makeup. You know, if you were a, a, a jock, you hung out with jocks. If you were a book nerd, you hung out with book nerds. You attract who you are, period. Yes. Okay. So if you are a cheap fuck, you attract cheap fucks. If you <laughs> are someone who is willing to pay a premium price to solve your problem, you will attract those same people. So if you're like, oh, nobody will buy my high ticket and you haven't spent money on high ticket, that's probably why. Um, but it's just the energy, right? It's the energy. It's the energy. And it's the belief. And so- um, It's proximity too. Yeah, yeah. But, but so here's how you would transition, right? It, what you do is, and I've, I've helped people do this a lot, you just go to your existing audience and you say, hey, we're putting together this this, like, cause a lot of times when you have like a 997, you won't have any coaching calls or you'll have very few or mm -hmm. something like that. So you add, you, you might add some things like coaching calls. And then what you do is you say, listen, for those of you who want the next level, 
here is, you know, book a call, you get them on the phone and you sell them. I, I had a, a, a very nice woman. Um, I, I won't, I don't want to throw out names or whatever, but, uh, she had, she helped photographers, wedding photographers grow their business. And she, um, same thing, nine, nine, seven to five grand. And I said, look, just ask them to book a call for that next level. She did. She made a bunch of sales within the next couple of days. And then she just slowly transitioned to only selling the 5k instead of the 997. That's how you do it. It's not, don't overcomplicate it. It's, it's simple. You know, you, you turn off ads for one and you redirect them to the other. <laughs> it's, it's not that complicated, you know? Um, so, or, or whatever your marketing is, you, know, you shut off one landing page and it goes to the other, you know, you can't buy this anymore. You can only buy this, you know? And look, look, I mean, you literally do dumb this shit down. Well, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it, it, any attempt to complicate it any further than that, that's the real dumb, dumb shit, you know, like it's not that difficult. And, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult to understand. You know, it's letting yourself understand it. It's allowing yourself to be open-minded enough to understand it and, and to, to take that leap. But that's the thing is I've noticed that in, because we have over 1100 high ticket clients. And I've noticed this. Just do the math. Yeah, well, that's just high ticket. I, I mean, we have twenty five thousand like customers that, but you know, I sell my book and stuff. Goals. But the thing is, is that if you, how do I put this? In all the the times I've given advice, ninety nine percent of the time when I get a business question, it's not a business question. It ends up being a thinking question, right? So if you say, I'll give you just. A, Primal example, like if you say, Dan, I spent $20 on this Facebook ad and it's not working. What do I do? I'm like, you have a fucking drink? I mean, you <laughs> you don't do shit. You spent $20. You didn't spend you go, anything. Like, what do you, you mean? You go back and try again. You go, no, you wait. Like you spent $20. You, what, what do you got? 500 impressions? Like, what are you doing? You know? So that's not a business question. That is not an ad question. That is a question of patience. Holy shit. Okay. So that's why I got into my new company because I realized that people really just need critical thinking skills and, and basic mentoring on how to think about things. And when you combine that with skills of like tactics and all, because tactics are tactics come and go, but that, why do you think some people can take any tactic and make it work? It's because they know how to think. It's not the tactic. They know how to think. And so that's what, that's why I created my new thing. Cause I was like, people just need to learn how to think, not what to think, but how to think. And when you can learn that, you can make anything work. That's the real secret to success. It's not this one tactic or funnel or whatever. That's it never has been. You see how we circled back to mindset. And I want to jump into this because I can't wait to hear about how to think.com. But I have one question sure. that I feel like I hear from all these clients or people or entrepreneurs. And it's very simple. Um, people try something, they put an offer out, it doesn't work. They want to run ads. Can you break down like when it is time to run ads to something? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you ever asked yourself, when is it time to run ads? This is the question, or this is the answer. So here's the thing. I want you to imagine um, football, right? And on one end, you have the NFL. On the other end, you have like flag football for your dad's meet and greet, whatever. Okay. And then somewhere in the middle is like college ball. Well, maybe not in the middle, maybe a little bit towards the more NFL. But here's the deal. If you cannot win in flag football, let alone college ball, what do you think is going to happen when you go to the NFL? You're fucked. Yeah. You're going to get like 
Hell, they're good in college football. Your, your they're head, still you're going to be decapitated. Your bloody stump of a head is going to be laying in front of Tom Brady as he drop kicks it across the freaking field. Um, the, 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 hey, look, it's Halloween. Relax. Uh, so, so, so the thing about it is, 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 look, I'm just going to say this. Yes, yeah, say it. Ads are difficult. That's fine. You got to be really good at copy offers creatives you gotta have a you actually have to have a personality i don't want to hear this i'm an introvert shit okay like you have something that already sells yeah like yeah like you gotta you gotta be good that's the nfl so if you can't make at least 20 grand a month organically which dude i'm sorry but like i could literally stick my hand up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet puppet and make you make 20 grand okay <laughs> like it's not that much it's four sales you sell a high ticket it's four fucking sales how do you not make a sale a week yeah, go pick up your phone and look at the screen time app. You'll notice you're probably on social media four, five, six, seven hours a day. Don't tell me I don't have time. I have kids. I got kids too. Big fucking deal. Everybody's got kids. The whole world has kids. All right. But it doesn't make you special. It makes you full of shit. Okay. Like just like stop, stop arguing about who the president is. Stop commenting on shit about your favorite Kardashian episode or whatever the fuck it is people talk about. And go actually do something worth a shit and get leads and close them. And you will make 20 grand a month. And then you will figure out what works, what doesn't, blah, 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 blah. You will get where you need to be. You'll, you'll work it out. You'll refine it. And now you can run ads. It doesn't take, to make one sale a week does not take that much of your time. Now, if you want to make a million dollars a month, yeah, then, yeah, this big team of organic people and content, sure. But we're talking like four four sales a month like that's nothing you know so so when you say i want to run ads well that's like saying i want to play in the nfl before you you can even get past flag football like when, when the the local sunday beer keg league at your dad's at, at your you know father's flag football league before you freaking <laughs> whatever you know and before you, you you like take on the the tom brady and shit like it's just common sense that's legit how i feel that was a perfect explanation yeah. it's like well should i just run ads i'm like you've sold nothing like just, yeah that's like, not the answer like no it's like it's like when should i drive before or after my driving test <laughs> probably after so you don't kill motherfuckers like i mean what do you mean like it, it's like people think that that facebook ads are this magical thing that you yeah. can press it's like Dude, it's the same as any average. You ever watch Mad Men? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think all of those guys were competing and and had they all those be? It's who could create the best advertisement, who could create the best magazine ad or billboard ad, who had the best creative. That's what ruled back then. What makes you think it's any different with Facebook ads or YouTube ads? If you suck at advertising, Facebook ads will not work. If you've never sold anything, I can tell you, spoiler alert, you suck at advertising because you've never done it. What do you think, you're Neo? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, this really makes me realize that you you already or for a long time were definitely a mindset coach and you didn't yeah. even know it. It was get the fuck out of your own way. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I realized when I became a business consultant. I was like, oh shit, I have to be a therapist first. <laughs> like these people are fucked up. Like you know, it's okay. I was fucked up too. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. All right, the reason why I'm st still willing to deal with this shit is because I was that person for so long. I delivered pizza for seven years. I remember the day I told myself I've got to change my mindset. I got a ticket. It said Gupta. 
And I remember this motherfucker named Gupta. I would go to the edge of my delivery zone. It was negative 16 degrees, negative 52 wind chill in Lombard, Illinois. Went all the way to the edge of my delivery zone, 16 floors up, no elevator, had to walk all the way up, deliver this guy his pizza. I forget ketchup. He wanted ketchup. Like, motherfucker, you, you don't have ketchup in your, in your fridge? For a pizza? Right. <laughs> I know. That, that's a whole different story, okay? And that's why I forgot it. Who wants... There's marinara sauce on it. There's enough tomatoes. Deal with it, you know? So he complains. He, he stiffs me. Complains. I had got to go all the way back to Pizza Hut, grab ketchup packets, drive all the way back out, trudge up 16th the whole way up and the dude still stiffs me and you were like i'm done yes this is insane and that's when i started reading <gasps> books <laughs> <laughs> amazing and i started listening to i started actually going back and watching like steve jobs record uh interviews and warren but and i started saying all right i need to learn these these guys are old they're like you know, they all have their AARP card or they're dead. They know something that I don't, and I need to follow these principles. Um, I was able to meet some, I, I've met two billionaires in my life, um, almost three, uh, and uh, he was almost a billionaire. And I, I always get the same advice. Like everybody that I meet, it's always how you, it's either mindset, mental game, or critical thinking. Mm. Nobody ever said I became a, like, why do you think so many billionaires they say oh it's all about the people right it's finding the right people because a lot of those dudes don't have skills they just know how to find people that do that's mental man yeah. that's a mental game you know and so i started really taking this in and and slowly my life started turning around and then fast forward to today i look back on all my clients and how successful they were and the main thing that made all of them successful was not a marketing tactic i gave them but a different perspective on how to think about things. And that led me to, uh, to create how to think because everybody can, can afford that. That's, you know, I have, a, I, I used to get messages all the time. Like, Dan, you, you charge so much money for your help. You know, how can I, you know, I need mentoring. How can I ever afford it? And that, that's what gave me the idea. So we, we started that company and, um, it's like starts at seven bucks a month for daily mentoring. Yeah. It's seven bucks a month. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm doing, doing that. Like, Okay, money impact. It's a little bit, a little bit more towards impact. It's like seventy. Oh, you're getting out of the healthy zone. You're moving to toxic. No, no, no. It's not, <laughs> not, not, well, yeah, but it's not toxic if I'm already rich. So, yeah. I mean, oh, did y'all hear that? Yeah. Get rich first. Get rich first. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm saying, you know. But so that I really do want to help a lot of people because there's a lot of people that did work or do work at Denny's Pizza Hut that came from, I didn't come from a world, where, you know, a oh, lot of, this is for the use of the world. Yes, this ah, it is. It is. Look at you coming back for impact. I, I like know. That. I know. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is, is that I know a lot of people that made it in the game and they came from corporate backgrounds. They came from, um, fight like I remember like Ty Lopez. He was like a financial advisor and analyst or something. Shit, something. I remember following him. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys come from not all of them, but a lot of them come from something. That, or they, you know, or like millionaires that, that came from. They went to school at Harvard or Stanford. Like, dude, I dropped out of college. I was a pizza boy for seven years, and I know. By the way, I was I was a pizza boy before being a pizza boy, and then getting rich was cool. So I'm still gonna say that, not feel bad about it, because like I did that shit before it was cool. Yeah. Um. And and you know, it's just 
I believe that everyone, even the the Metallica shirt wearing, pothead, freaking work at the record store, anybody can be become successful if they have the right mentoring. But the right mentoring is really not that accessible. And that's why, I mean, I literally took stuff that I've taught in my masterminds and I wrapped it into, into this app and it just gets dripped out, daily mentoring. And then we have a business plan as well. It's a little bit more, but you get weekly like business mentoring and it's just, it just drips out on the app. It's right, right on Apple and Android. And it's just, it's just a passion of mine to be able to like, I was going to say, this sounds yeah. like a passion project. After you got wealthy, this is a passion project. It is. It is. It this is coming from a multimillionaire yeah. pizza boy that you can do it too, y'all. This is a, like, I'm motivated. Like, I'm like, shit, I'm not, this, I got to change some things. Like, it's time. <laughs> you always got to change things. I mean, personal development is like the stock market. It's like a stock. It goes up and then it dips. It goes up and then it dips. It goes up and then maybe it crashes and then it goes up. The thing is, is when it dips... Just like investing, you can't freak out and sell. That's that's the secret. You got to forgive yourself for being human and realize your stock's going to go back up. Before we jump into where I want you to send everyone, I have one last question for sure. you. Do you have a mentor that you um, invested into that was just like life-changing? I know you know a lot of people. One oh. that just, just completely turned you around? I mean, I feel like all the people that I've invested into have... Um, you know, help me categorically in some way really level up. Like I've, I've bought into a lot of the big masterminds, Russell Brunson, Sam Evans, Byron Golden. Um, I'm probably forgetting some, mm -hmm. you know, I've paid like 10 grand for a one hour consulting call with people. I've, uh, I bought consulting call calls from like, like when I wanted to start a podcast, I bought consulting call from John Lee Dumas. Mm -hmm. Just one hour. It was like five grand, you know? I mean, I, I have invested probably $500,000 into my own education mm -hmm. and I've turned that into 25 million in which, Batman underwear. <laughs> which is the value, which is the value of investing in yourself. Yeah. But you're yeah. making it super simple now and affordable for people because this is literally coming from a multimillionaire. You're not getting this from somebody that just randomly started a podcast. You're getting this from someone that has done the entire journey. And literally, like, I love how much you, I just want to go back to this for a second. I love how much you simplified this because I've been obsessed with this lately. Is like the difference between your cheap, cheap-ish product and your high ticket is literally just focusing on adding value to the customer journey. You don't have to change a whole lot of things. If you're doing something that sells and works, you can literally just add value to the customer journey. Like here, here's the next level. Here's what we're adding to what we already do and what we're already good at. We're adding all of these things for you. It's also double the price. Yes, but one distinction there is you don't have to add stuff. You have to add, like, for instance, a lot of, see, low ticket buyers, they care about getting stuff. They care about things like the stack. Mm. High ticket buyers care about the result. So if, if you, like, for instance, for me, if you could solve my problem on a one page sheet, I'd still pay 10 grand for it Damn. because high ticket buyers pay for the result. Low ticket buyers pay for the stuff. That's why in high ticket, we don't do stacks. Oh, you get this, this value and this total value. We don't yeah. do that shit because it, it doesn't, that's high ticket buyers. They're like, yeah, okay. I get it. You know, like it's about the result. I never try to sell somebody based on what they get. I try to sell them based on what they get as a result. This just took the perfect webinar funnel and like psh, for me. 
That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know one trick, if your audience wants to know one trick, if you're undercharging, I call this the genie method. Here's what you do. Think of whatever price you charge. Now imagine, close your eyes and imagine yourself on a beach and there's a genie and there's 10 of your ideal customers. They all have the problem that your pro program solves. They find the lamp, they rub the lamp, the genie comes out. The problem is this genie is two things. He's lazy and he's a capitalist. So he says, I'm only giving away one wish to one person and I'm gonna make you all bid on it. So now you're, and then remember, that wish is gonna solve their problem completely, okay? Because they're certain that when the genie waves his magic wand, the problem is solved. So you have to ask yourself, where does that bid get to? What number does that bid get to? And then you compare that number to the number you charge. And if the number that the bid got to is way, way higher than the number you charge, you are massively undercharging. Because customers, if they are certain you can solve their problem, they will pay more. So what does that tell you? That tells you that if you don't know your value, you can't expect your customer to know your value. And the more certain, i.e. sales marketing, that you can get your customer, the more they will pay. That is how you know if you're undercharging. Before you said any of that, when you said when the bidding goes up, I literally was like, yeah, I'm not charging enough. <laughs> Shit. Because it would, it would get up there. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to charge the number that the bid would get to. It just shows you the discrepancy between what you charge and what you're worth. Charging, it's okay to charge less than what you're worth because that's called a deal, but not too much less. You know, if you're massively less now, you know, a, a good deal or a good negotiation is where both sides win, not just the customer and not just you. So. Lesson for me. I don't know if y'all picked up on that, but lesson for me, um, really quick before you jump into that, do you have a second? Cause I feel like this is where a lot of people struggle is like, they're like one liner on what they do, how to make it like quick, simple and solution based. And I always love the way you break down the big domino in the book. Oh yeah. So, so the big domino is cool. That's a Russell Brunson thing. I, yep. I have my own thing called the RMS. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, that. The refined marketing statement. So this is, this is how you figure out if you, you, you suck at marketing or not. Um, <laughs> so everybody leaned in <laughs> here, here, here's, here's, if your offer fits within this sentence, you have a clear offer. If it doesn't, you don't have a clear offer. And that's why people don't buy from you. So the, the, the sentence is this, I help audience or market get desire without old method through new method. Your product is what helps them execute on the new method. Your product is not the new method. So for instance, um, I help, uh, online coaches and course creators scale their business with less stress without dealing with complicated launches and difficult clients by selling high ticket. Now my pro so my product is our coaching program that teaches you how to convert your offer to a high ticket, how to sell, how to advertise, like the all in one for running a high ticket business, whether it's a course consultant or agency. Now there are two sales you must make here. First, you must make the sale that the new method is better than the old method. And once you've convinced them that, then you make the sale that your product helps them execute the new method. Because if they don't believe in the new way, the new method, the new mechanism to get what they want, if they don't believe in that, then they're not going to give two shits about your product. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you, your marketing should convince them of that 
And then you say, well, do you want help with this? Do you want, so for, and this is interchangeable with any people say, well, my product's different because of this. No, it's not. Mm -mm. The human brain makes decisions the same way. I don't give a shit what industry you're in. So for instance, I help new moms lose the baby weight without dieting through intermittent fasting. Download our intermittent fasting app. Sign up for our intermittent fasting coaching program. Sign up for our intermittent fasting retreat. Sign up for our intermittent fasting course. Buy my intermittent fasting guide. Shit, it's hold this, on. Yes. I'm about to do this. Hold on. <laughs> I help because we just we just launched well what I would consider high ticket and it's working really well. What's what's high ticket? It's ten it's like ten to twelve thousand. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The baby high ticket, but it's but it's for a quarter, and we're getting it to where we know we can get them each quarter. Okay, yeah. So, um, I help busy entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, take advantage of the power of podcasting. That's not. Ooh, a, get that's me. That, that, but that, that that's not a desire. That's okay. a vehicle. Make more sales through the power of podcasting. Well, hold, well, what, 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 but, but that's the thing. What, what podcasting is the vehicle. Yeah. Right. So, what's the end result? Make more sales? Um, it is. But what we're really selling is convenience because we're batch recording. We're in two days, we're recording a whole season with them. So here, read the whole sentence as, as, as you have it now. Um, I typically say we partner with busy entrepreneurs to help them take advantage of the power of podcasting um, without them having to produce content on a weekly basis. We Without them having to produce. Okay, content so right, so 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 what you what you've done is you've made the assumption that your audience already wants to do a podcast, and that's fine. Yep. I call this level of positioning. Mm. Okay, so so near means they already want to do the thing that you teach. M you know, uh, medium means that they want to they want the result that your thing gets them, but they're not tr fully aware of your method. And far is they don't even know they they need the result. So this would be near. Okay. So what, what you would say then is I help um, aspiring podcasters uh, create a year's worth of podcasts without, and then the without would be, and again, I got to know your offer for this, but like, what, what is the actual, what, what is the actual offer? Like, what is the, what do you? So do you batch record them? Do you batch record them? Yeah, so we, write, we script out a whole season for them and we record like 24 episodes in two days with a camera. And then we edit, mix, we do everything for them after that. So it's completely done for you. So like I help, okay, so I help, all right, so then- And they, it's typically people with already a brand, already, like these are people already making money. Okay, so I help um, established but busy entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, launch a popular profitable podcast mm. without scripting recording or editing anything themselves by using podcast outsourcing if you'd like and this, so the whole thing is like listen you're we have that on camera so, so the whole yeah so the whole thing would be like listen i here's how i would pitch it just off the top of my head, I, without me really thinking about it. Because you're say, really my target audience. I would say like, listen, you're a business on, you're, you're an established business. Mm -hmm. You have sales. You know your product works. You know if you create a podcast, you're going, you're going to be getting more, more sales, sales from that. So um, what's the problem? The problem is you would have to learn how to be a podcaster. You'd have to learn how to do all this stuff. That's even more on your plate. And, the and you real, have to show up and record every week. Right. And the real solution 
is to do what many successful entrepreneurs like yourself, a little, little ego boost there, um, would do in this situation is they would outsource this to a team that, you know, and, and like you, you throw in some analogies about how like, you know, I don't know, you, you grab some famous companies and about how they implemented the same thing. And, um, you know, the truth is if you want to do this and you want to maintain profits, you don't want to add more to your plate, you learn how to do podcast outsourcing. And then you even tell them like, you know, you hire a team, you do this, you do that, you blah, 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 you know, and you can do all this yourself or you can have my team who does it every day for people do it for you. If you're interested in having us do it for you, where we're going to do X, Y, Z, book a call, we'll take a look at uh, what you have going on and we'll, on the call, we'll map you out a 24 episode podcast plan or some shit. And then they get on the call and then you sell them on the, on it. So that's how I do it. You are literally the master of this shit. That was so good. <laughs> I've been doing it a long time. It's not, you know, I mean, I've been on thousands of coaching calls with people's offers. Like, I just know, I've I, I, probably within the past two years, I have yet to get a question that I haven't already got at least 50 times. So, like, whenever I get a question on this stuff, I've already seen that thing happen dozens of times. I've already got that question. I've already solved that problem. Like, I already know it. And that's, that's not because I'm special or smart. I've just been doing it a long time. So. Damn, that was good. All right. Well, so I hope it helps. You, it does. <laughs> um, so tell people, because clearly, as you can tell, this guy is a master of marketing. Literally, his mindset is on 10, and this is everything that you need, and it is literally affordable. So it's a perfect place to start if you're just starting out or if you just need that boost, you feel stuck. Um, tell them the exciting news about what's coming out regarding your podcast and how to how to think. Yes. So, uh, we just soft launched how to think, um, and it's just how to think.com. Um, you can go check it out. It's daily, daily audio mentoring for me in our app as well. Uh, we have a podcast, how to think, um, which is on Apple iTunes and all that stuff where mm -hmm. basically I sit down for, it's very like Joe Rogan style. I sit down for like two hours with some amazing people and I talk to them about, just how they thought their way to what they did. Like I had um, uh, Eric Taws on, he built a $66 million per year company out of this little warehouse in St. Pete where he sells uh, personalized jewelry online. I had uh, Amanda Holmes, which is uh, Chet Holmes' daughter mm -hmm. on, who took over the, the, the company. Um, I had Eli Wild, who is Tony Robbins' number one sales speaker and sold like tens of millions of dollars worth of Tony Robbins events for him. Um, I had him on, um, you know, I have, I've like, I'm trying to get like really, really good guests on to, uh, to talk. So it's, it's a really awesome podcast. Um, so yeah, if you want, if you're interested in, in getting help with your mental game mindset, all that, how to think.com. And then, uh, if you do, if you are a coach and you mm -hmm. need, and you need help in the high ticket realm, you can go to getclients.com. That's really just a hub for everything. I mean, you can find my book on there. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a, a short training that sort of explains all this stuff uh, as well as if, if you wanted to, you could book a call and speak with us. Um, we have our YouTube links and just all the stuff on there. So, and then I am also pretty active on Instagram at Dan Henry. So if you don't know, now, you know, I was so excited to introduce you to my audience and I literally cannot thank you enough for coming on here and dropping these gems. Well, I appreciate you and your audience putting up with me. So. <laughs> thank you. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. 
You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.